Hallelujah. Lift up your hands to the Lord this morning. Let's begin to talk to the Lord. Bible says that the entrance of thy word give us light. And this morning, lift up your voice as the word is coming. Tell God that speak to my heart. Our heart is a place where God commune with us. Until the word enter your heart, there will not be a real change in your life. This morning, lift up your voice and begin to ask the Lord. 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 Speak to us, O Lord. Speak to us. Father, we've been encountering books. We even be encountering men of God. But today, Father, may we encounter you. May we be a day of visitation. As Jacob encountered you, and he named the place Bethel. Father, may a Bethel be fulfilling our life today. May it never be a regular Sunday service, O God. Speak to our heart. Speak to our heart. May there be real changes in our life. We thank you, we bless you. In Jesus' precious name, amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. I want to say thank God for another opportunity to share the word. Anytime it's time to share, then I become nervous. I don't know why, but it's been, it's been like that. When I was in Ghana, I get a preaching appointment, I go. But when I'm going, then I'm feeling cold. My hands, my I don't know. It's, it's one day I asked my bishop, I said, Bishop, why is it that when you are invited or when you are to preach, you feel like that? He said, It's a sign of humility. It's a sign that you depend on the Holy Spirit, not yourself. Yeah. So I begin to accept it. Anytime Reverend asks me to preach, I mean, I've been talking to almost everybody here, but I become, I don't know why, but God knows it. So we want to say thank you to God for another opportunity. Give a mighty clap of it unto the Lord. So, uh, the father is not the same as the son. You see, when what the father do, don't expect the son to do. Amen. So, as Rev preach, it's different when I preach. Because his experience is, is different from me. Hallelujah. But I believe God has his own way. So, I want to say thank you to Rev for another opportunity. Let's clap. Let's celebrate our father. If you are not clapping, I'm suspecting you. You are not clapping. You are not clapping. I'm suspecting you. I'm so. Uh, it's your birthday. Hey. Oh, yeah, lovely. So, her birthday, don't clap. <laughs> anyway, Abba is my very good friend. So, uh, once one say thank you to Auntie Ellen. Oh, I think it's a better place to clap for Mama Ogonos. Mama Ogonos. Yes. Every day I tell her, she would tell me point blank, me yet. And I said, please, like, be patient with us. So let's celebrate her. Let's celebrate her. Amen. Last week I was talking to you about offenses. And we learned that offenses will definitely come. Whether you like it or not. Offenses don't need your permission. Whether you believe it or not. In every relationship you find, offenses, they are multiplied. If you cannot contain offenses. You cannot be in a relationship. It's not even a, a marriage relationship, but a normal relationship. Just a regular one. If you cannot contain offenses, you can't. And in marriage, it's baskets. It's baskets of offense. So every, every day, whilst we are being offended, a new basket is created. Whilst we are moving out of this, you are, you are going into a new one. 
In the church too, it's the same. If you have not been offended in church, you are new. Then you just come. Please, I'm telling you, you'll be offended. Yeah. It's just a stage that you will come. It's a, tell somebody it's a stage. Do you know why? Because we are all human beings. And when, whilst we are with human beings, imperfection is part of us. Yeah. But in many a times, we don't know that offenses come. So therefore, when offenses are coming, it's changing you. There's somebody, I told you last week, that there's somebody who will be speaking so well of somebody. But wait when the person is offended. The same thing he spoke about. You see the person saying a different thing about the same thing. Because we, we don't know that offenses, they surely come. And I told you the story of John the Baptist who prophesied about Jesus. He said, whose shoes I am not even worthy to wear. He said, the one who come after me, he's mightier than I am. And he baptized with fire and with the Holy Ghost. But the same John the Baptist in Luke, he sent two of his disciples to where and asked Jesus, ah, is it you the Savior? Or we should expect somebody else. The same person who spoke about Jesus. It means that see, he was offended because Jesus, he has gone to prison and Jesus has come to visit him. So, offenses. So, be watchful of offenses. Yeah, that is why me, I am very sincere and blunt. If it's A, it's A, then we move on. Because until you speak the truth in love, you can never grow. To grow is intentional. It's not automatic. The fact that you are living with somebody for 10 years doesn't mean you will grow. You have to make up yourself to grow. Sometimes I talk to Keisha, I say, hey, we have to grow. And to grow, you must be intentional about growth. You can grow in age, but not in understanding. Because there are a lot of people who are old. But in understanding, as he talks, he says, ah, you, you are somebody like your age. Look at the way you are saying. Look at the, what you are talking about. I, you'll be shocked. Sometimes somebody makes a statement, an older person, and you are shocked. Say, hey, you, are, you, that you are an older person. We expect this thing from you. So I understood from experience that people doesn't grow with age. It's when your understanding grows that it means that you have grown. Because there are people who are older in age, but their mind is like a chicken brain. You know how a chicken behaves? Until he picked the thing, you realize that this is a stone. This is not maize. And it's like some people have buckets of waters in their head. You see, let me tell you, when, when you begin to think, eh, when you begin to think, every problem in your life will be solved. Just by thinking. By giving a thought, if you are in a relationship with somebody, things happen. Just assess yourself that we are humans. If you are in a marriage relationship, things will happen. But as you begin to think, eh, God gives you understanding. But many people, they have put their mind on autopilot. No thinking. Do you know autopilot? Autopilot is you wake up in the morning, you brush your teeth. You don't think before brushing your teeth. That's an autopilot. Autopilot. You wake up in the morning, you are hungry, you just eat. It's an autopilot. Many people, hey, they don't think. As you begin to ask them questions, you realize that this person is there. His mind doesn't think. And a mind that doesn't think, it cannot change. Until you think. Is it one of the things I tell myself? Is it I've changed by thinking a lot of things? I think a lot. I can have a time, I'm just lying there. I'm thinking. Because many of us, we don't think. You wake up in the morning, you are going to work. Sometimes you don't need to pray, just think. Do you know why? A lot of problems, the solutions are with you. But because we don't think, it's not revealed to us through their thinking. 
You see, a, a man who thinks he becomes outstanding. Anybody who has come out with something, anybody who behaves differently, his thinking is at work. So may God help us. Tell somebody, may God help us. So if we can think the right way, and sometimes you can also think, but you don't think the right way. Yeah, you can think, but you don't think the right way. Philippians 4, 8. He said, what's sort of that thing that are lovely? Think about lovely things. Talk to somebody. Tell somebody, think about lovely things. Yes. You can think about bitter things and become resentful. Yeah. You can think of your past experiences and change you into a different person. Especially your bad experiences. But you can think that all these things is molding me to become a better person. It depends on how your mind is working. Hallelujah. So today I'll be talking about offenses, weapon of Satan. Let's read something from the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse number 10 and 11. 2 Corinthians chapter 2. He said, To whom ye forgive anything, I forgive also. For if I forgive anything, whom I forgive it, for your sake, forgive I in the person of Christ. So God expects us that offenses come, but one of the remedies to offenses is forgiveness. But many a times, it is when offenses come, Satan, you know Satan, one thing I know about him, he's a voice of circumstance. Anytime there's a circumstance, he appears to worsen the situation. You see, always think about it. When something happened between you and somebody, the first thought that comes is that let me leave this relationship. Why is it that let me call the person and let's talk about it? We can dissect it. But the first thing that comes into your mind is that you begin to give it the negative effect or the negative part of the person. Negative part of the person. The negativity aspect of the person. It will be so clear to you. Now you begin to recall the things that have happened in the past and it will confirm what you are thinking. It will confirm. And you see, as you see, that's Satan. He has come, the voice of circumstance, clearly to talk to us. But you see, if your mind, your mind and your understanding begin to deep, deep in there, let me tell you, even in every bad situation, there are good things you can learn from. In every bad situation, I told you about a girl who broke my heart. I could have blamed her. But I went to get a book and it made him into a better person. I could have said, ah, women, as for women, eh? you don't know her. If you, I could have all ideas about women. And my wife could have been suffering from those consequences. And it's not that you hear people, as for men, they are not pillows you put your head. Yeah, you know that offenses. You know, one, one white lady told me, as for men, they suck. Men sucks. And I asked her one question. Why is it that somebody is paying for somebody's mistakes? Nobody should pay for somebody's mistakes. If Brother Bismarck has broken your heart, every Bismarck is not Brother Bismarck. Yeah. If Robert, if Robert has shut your heart, every Robert is not the same Robert you had. That is your experience with another Robert. But you see, if you don't take a, that aspect will mold you. Then you form a pattern. Then it becomes a stronghold. It becomes a stronghold. You see, the Bible says that 
we cast down imaginations. The thing that you think about, it becomes a stronghold holding your life for the rest of your life. Yeah. There are people who have even, you see, lack of uh, self-esteem make them become homosexuals. They say, oh, I mean, I feel like I'm a man. I feel like I'm a woman. From today, this is how I am. Then by that thought pattern, it hold him for the rest of his life. So your thoughts are your life. Tell somebody, your thoughts are your life. Yeah. That is why, you see, the primary target of the devil is your mind. When he gets hold of your mind, he has gotten hold of your life. Because everything that you are doing is what you think that is making you do what you are doing. Hallelujah. So you must, you must learn to allow things to go. Allow things to pass. Somebody wrongs you, whether he says sorry. Me, I have a, whether he says sorry or not, I just move. Because if I express so much, and you know one thing I've noticed, the people that are close to you, they will hurt you the more. The more, hey, the, the more. You feel the pains, like you are shocked. Sometimes you say, wow, wow, this brother, this sister. So I realize that Satan used the people close to us to offend us. And the offenses, that's why in church, eh, it's a weapon. Satan will always use that, those weapons against you. In the church, eh, offenses will come. I can't count the number of times I've been offended in Lighthouse. I, I can't count them. I can't even recall some of them. In Lighthouse, they, they, they will push you to the wall. They will put fire in you. The offenses will hit you sometimes. And Satan will come, look at you, look at the way they are treating you. And it will mold you into something that you, even, you don't even expect yourself to become. That is why you must learn to forgive. Tell someone, learn to forgive. Learn to forgive. Learn to forgive. Yeah. Learn to forgive. Yeah. There's a story. There was a woman I know in our church in Ghana who the husband went out to have children outside the marriage. Hey! That means I told you last week. If I do these things and you don't talk, I will not eat your food. You must confront me. Do you know what she did? She killed the man slowly. They said there is something they grind. It's called pentua or something. So every day he adds something small to the food. Every day he adds something small to the food. Every day he adds something small to the food. The man was coughing. Okay, they have tested. Then somebody said, let's test the food. Then it was discovered. Look, now offenses has turned her to become a murderer. This is a Christian sister. Offenses. A Christian sister. A tongue-talking Christian. A Bible-believing Christian. Because offense has the tendency of changing you. It has that thing. To change you. Tell somebody it can change you. So, me, I'm afraid when I'm offended. That is why, you see, offenses is like cancer. As cancer affects one part of your body, it must be dealt with. If it's not dealt with, it will affect every part of the body over time. That's how unforgiveness is. So once that thing starts, and you don't remove it, and remove and cut that thing off, and block all the things that created the offenses, give yourself time. The offenses will turn you into, you'll be shocked at yourself. You'll be shocked. Yeah. So be careful of your offense. Tell somebody, be careful of offense. Shake somebody and say, be careful, be careful, be careful. careful. And you see, when you are offended, all that, that, that has been done for you, eh, 
place you forget. Is it one of the places people forget eh, its offenses? You forget that even Rev has come to your house to pray for you. Rev always tells me, some of the people, you mention their names to me, that this person. I said, ah, Rev, where is this person that doesn't come? He said, this. I said, hey, this person, I went here. And you see the extent that the pastors we go, you have no idea. Sometimes the man of God will put his family on the line for you. If it's not that when I was in Ghana, my mother would call me. I need money. Also, will you wait when the month comes to an end. But let's see a church member calls me and say, Oh, Pastor, Pastor Marvin, I'll drive. I'm in this place. I don't know. One day I ask myself, I even I realize that I am more committed to the members more than my own mother. It's true. Because they will call you. Hey, if I don't have the money, I have to call somebody. But I was asking myself the same vein. Why, then, why didn't I also call somebody? Because I know that with my mom, she understands. But a member will call me at night. When my mother will call me, say, oh, man, can't it wait till morning? In the morning, we'll talk about it. But a church member will call me. Hey, where I am, I will come down. down. So the man of God will put his family on the line. His life, his marriage, sacrificing for a member. But one day when something happens or the man of God does something he doesn't like, you'll be shocked. Yeah. You see, you don't know what pastors go through. I always ask myself, when the pastor is down, who encourages the pastor? But you, when you are down, you can come and cry on the laps. Who will encourage you. I have driven people who have gotten broken hearts. I drive 12 a.m. They say, I want, to, I want to kill myself. I want to kill myself. And I'll drive home. He said, I want to kill myself, but I want Kenke. I want to kill myself, but I want Kenke. Hi, Charlie. So, I have to drive. I'll buy Kenke. I'll buy Kenke. And because, Charlie, I don't know if the person dies, I'll feel bad. So, I say, I buy the Kenke. I'm going. Even sometimes, when I was in Ghana, my wife would come. I'll leave her at the house. And I'll go meeting members. This is somebody who is just coming for a short time. I will leave. I say, please wait for me. And by the time I come, it's late. We will plan or we will go out. And they will call me. I have to go for a meeting. I have to meet this person. When they're close to you, you see that they, they will be there waiting for you. You have to meet them. Talk to them. Pray with them. Encourage them. Go to their house. So they need money to go home. They need money to buy food. They will say, Pastor, when I came, my mother said this. That. I said, okay, you come, I'm waiting. Then you give her the money. Once you give her the money, you will not come again. You don't know what pastors go through. You don't know. We, we go to, I, I, I will be in a, a, a boat or something. To travel to a farm place for a member's wedding. There's no network. There's no food. There's no water. Once you are in the room, they go to enter the room. Yes. You are in the room, they go to come. Not for my family member. I remember, his father is dead. We have to go. They go to a town and do meh. By the time you go and come, there's a wee wee. The goat has wee wee on the bed. The bed, there's no bed. There's that. Some smart in Ghana. You don't have it here. But the same person, eh? He's not happy about something. You'll be shocked. You'll be shocked. You will pay people school fees. Yeah, you don't pay school fees. We pay school fees. Sometimes you give them dress. The dress that you will give them, they will not bring it to church. They will wear it to go and change a boy. So if somebody should be offended, it's the pastor. 
Because look at the things that I have done. And look at how you are paying me. That thing, if somebody should be offended, somebody, that things, you call people when they are going to school. It's not easy. Yeah, you don't find those things when you are going to school. Yeah, my mother said he doesn't have bag. My mother said he doesn't have shoe. My mother said we have to have this. You have to go and look for money and buy shoes and take it to them. But the same person, you see, there's somebody I did these things for. The person is in church, and I said, me, I like Gary. I don't know. Ask each other. I, I like Gary soakings with cold water. Auntie Ellen said it's a fantasy. Me, I like Gary. Even here, I ordered Gary from Ghana with cold water. Then she will come and ask, what are you? I said, Gary, with, with sugar. With, I like it. So then I'll put my, every time of the day, I can eat it at night. I can eat it in the evening. I can eat it in the morning. Because I like it. So I went to church. I was asking somebody, oh, what did you eat? Oh, he said, it's I had it. And I said, Gary. And I said, oh, me, I like Gary. The girl went to tell the mother that, and me, I'm laughing at her in church because he's eating Gary. When I went to the house, the mother sacked me. Yes. This is somebody, I've taken her to secondary school. Church member. They said, Pastor, co, 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 cry. Go, go, go. They just banged the door at me. And you see, my head became so, I have to go this way. <laughs> yes. And so I'm just saying that if somebody should be offended, I, you know, I still went to the house again. Yes. There is a member who, when she got pregnant, I want to buy diapers, I want to buy things, I went to the shopping, buy market, took it. One day I went to the house, I knocked at the door. Please, I have not asked you to come here. So please go out. Oh, come and see me. Whether I should, I should dig the hole and enter so that the issues will end. I'm just saying that I'm giving you examples of who should be offended. It's the pastor. Not you. Reverend John told me, people will send him threats, messages, and insults. The insult, they cannot insult their parents or tell even their friend. They send it to the pastor. That is why, you see, you don't know who a pastor's work is. As we see in church, one of the people they should pray for is the pastor. You don't know what they go through. They battle, sometimes marital issues. You have to come and preach in church. Whilst they are in the car, they are fighting. And there's fight going on in the car. Immediately he comes to church. Everything must die. He has to put how he feels aside. He has to put his emotions and preach for people. And smile. And after that, have counseling. Talk to this person. You don't know what the pastors go through. So I'm just opening your eyes that if somebody should be offended so much, it's the pastor. Because all the attacks goes to him. Yes. So now people will call. I can invite two couples in my church. Once me, I am there. They are even quarreling in front of me. Hey, this one, this one. I go. I don't like you again. You are a devil. In my presence, I have to. Well, I don't know whether I should continue talking or I should... Like, no respect. Hey, you two, who are you? Who are you? Get out of my house from today. When I go, pack your thing in my presence. I'm here and they are here and I'm there. And I, I don't know what to do. Yes. They are fighting. Somebody says that, and hey, you don't pack all your things from the room. Please remove all the things you have in the room. Don't, don't, I don't want to marry you again. And I told, so when he was saying that, I was quiet. And I was looking at her. So I said, you know, you marry her. Because it's your portion. Yes. Because, you see, you chose it. You didn't choose it. God didn't choose it for you. So it's like, as they are sharing bread, they share four loaves of bread. You took one. 
How can you take in something and say, I don't want a gift? I said, it's your portion. Because I remember him, the brother, when he brought the girl, I said, no, this girl, the way you are in this, Charlie, there's some kind of, he said, oh, pastor, when we marry, she will change. <laughs> he said, when we marry, she will change. I remember the advice I gave. I said, you know, people don't change you. Anybody you marry, it's your portion. It's your portion. Because, you see, I told him that, that you see, sometimes God speaks to us, but we ignore. You see, there's a lot of things God will tell you when you are dating somebody. There are signs you will see. I said, I married Keisha. There are signs I saw. And I followed it. There are signs. You do when you are in love with somebody, there are signs you will see. But you say, oh, with God, all things are possible. <laughs> and with love, listen, love conquests all things. Hey! Then you somebody said somebody said love never fails. Love and it's true. It's in the Bible. Love it never fails. But then when the love will finish, you see when you have a tin of milk, it becomes empty. That's how the love it finishes in the tin. So I'm just saying all this to say that there are offenses the pastor experienced. That you have no idea about. Now the father still, the pastor still forgives. He still comes to church. There are people who nothing has happened. They will just leave the church. You don't know what has happened. No. You've not insulted them. You've not done anything. You even call them. They will not even pick the call. They will tell. There is a girl I had in church. Beautiful girl. She sings nicely. She went to get a guy. I said, No, this guy, if he loves, he should come. Let's just talk. Me, I cannot marry you. But let the person talk. Because sometimes I was single by then. So he would feel that maybe pastor has his eyes on you. So I told them, me, I don't love you. I'm not in love with you. I just want the good for you. He said, eh, the guy said he cannot come. I said, this guy, he will make you pregnant. And the guy made him pregnant. And the guy didn't take care of him. So you see, when I met the girl, she has become bitter. Against the child he has had. He was beating the child. Boom! What did the child do? He was in somewhere. And you want to bring him. He was in somewhere. He was chilling. And having a good time. And you want to do things to unlock the door. And to open the door to bring what is inside. Now after you have gone to bring what is inside. Take it. Because you unlock the door. And you have unlocked it. Because every door you open there are things in the door. Or in the building. So I'm saying all this is to say that. You see offenses. Pastors are the people who are offended so much. You have no idea. What are the things they will say about you? When you hear, you'll be shocked. So you see, you can decide that those offenses can even change the pastor's message. Those offenses that the pastor go through. It will change his message. Because now he'll be preaching out of head instead of what the Bible is saying. Because anybody who goes through an experience is either the experience make him or not make him. Anybody. If you're going through a divorce, the divorce father makes you or not make you. Or he can make you a better person. Every experience, life is that. All the experiences that we go through, it's either mold or breaks you. So the things that you go through, even maybe one marriage or the other, if you don't take care, you'll bring the same experience. And now you'll be destroyed. But now you can assess yourself and say, hey, I'm also at fault. And it says, you might not be at fault. But you say, I'm also at fault. So then I ask Kisha, I say, what can I do to be a good husband? I always ask her, what can I do? 
Am I a good husband? Because let me tell you, men, we are full of pride. And when you are proud, you don't know. When you, that's an amazing thing. When you are proud, you think you are right. Because, you see, there is no signboard that they're saying pride, slow down. It is not that when you are driving on the road, there is a, 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 the speed limit. He said, please, here is 55. But there's no sign on the board. But somebody can tell you that mm, what you are doing is pride. So I ask her, am I a good husband? What can I do to be a good husband? She's here, if I'm lying. I ask her frequently. I said, do you think I'm a good husband? She said, yes. I said, if there is something, tell me. But ask yourself, how many men will ask their wife? They will say, I am the man of the house. I am the man of the house. I am the man of the house. Yes. But let me tell you, in every castle, there is a king and a queen. And the person who runs the castle is not the king, but the queen. So that's why when he sees that in sometimes in movies, anytime he's taking a decision, he will go to the wife. He said, What do you think? He said, Why well, I think this? But is it when you are proud? You say, Hey, I'm the man. I, I run things, things don't run me. Hey. Then your distraction is eminent. Yeah. Keisha always tells me, he said, A happy wife is a happy home. He's always telling me, A happy wife, a happy life. See, she tells I said, oh, really? She said, eh, she will do this. A happy wife, a happy home. So I said, so when I see her, a happy wife, a happy home. So I said, this one, take some money. Go and buy some things. Buy it. I'm saying, go and buy the things. Because I know that a happy wife is a happy home. Because I know. So I said, I'm always saying, go and buy this. Buy it. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, no money, no money. <laughs> you know, yesterday I met her. I said, you are a bad woman. I said, you are kind. He said, it's true. No money, no honey. So, you see, I'm just saying that this is how offenses can turn one to become. But, you see, with another form of mind and with the word of God, offenses can even mold you to be a better version of yourself. Yes. You see, let me tell you, never compare yourself with people because we are created differently. The only thing you should compare yourself to yourself is to become a better person. Yeah. Hallelujah. He said, look at what Bishop Dark wrote. He said, offenses and unforgiveness are Satan's greatest weapon against the church. Once I was offended greatly by the government of my church, they attack our church and destroy our building. You don't know, years ago, Kolegono. Some people attack the church, bring poopoo -poo and spray it in the church. Poopoo. -poo. In Ghana, they have poopoo -poo somewhere. They will dig it and spray the poopoo -poo in the church. So whilst we are here Sunday, they will come with their poopoo -poo and spray the poopoo. -poo. And this is somebody who has used, he has put his medical profession aside and said, I want to be a pastor. And this is an attack on the church. If you don't take care, the attack will mold him and change his message and preach against curses and other things. But you see, it moved him to a better person. He knew that where he was, that's the beginning of greater things to happen. If you, can, if you allow your, your, uh, your past circumstances to determine your life, your destiny will be shattered. So allow your past experiences uh, to mold you into a better person. To mold if you've done mistakes in the past. We all make mistakes. Say, hey, I made mistakes. 
Me too, I'm part of it. Therefore, I have to do things better. Don't always point an accusing finger at somebody. Look at yourself and tell yourself, I also made a mistake. I'm a contributing father. It's one of the problems of human beings that we really admit our mistakes. Really? Really do you see people that you know I am wrong? What you are saying, you are right. Really? Everybody works in justification. Is the Bible says that a faithful man who can find? And it goes on to say that we prove every man will claim his own righteousness. Everybody will say, Me, I'm nice. You really find people who say that I have a bad temper. Really? He will say that, Oh, me, that's the way I am. And you see, people have a way of excusing their weaknesses, saying that is the way I am. Well, you can't be the way you are. Be the person God has ordained you to be. Not the way you are. Never make that statement. I really make that statement. That that is the way I am. That is the way I am. If you come in your natural form, you'll be smelling. Everything that is not, something is not done to it. And it's not done. It's, it comes in, you become unattractive. Can you imagine you leave the hair that is in places? You'll be smelling. Because that is the way you are. Can you imagine you leave your teeth, you don't brush it for two days. You see the drew, you drew and it will come this way. Because your mouth is smelling. So we don't come as the way I am. You, you, you are molded by the word of God. You are transformed by the renewing of your mind. You don't say, that is the way I am. Stop saying it. Especially the girls. I've heard it from the girls so much. That, that, that is the way I am. I said, don't say that's the way you are. Yo, you can't be the way you are. Bible says that if any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. But you are saying it's your scripture and your favorite quote. That is the way I am. And you have to accept me the way I am. If I bring you a plantain, that is in the way it is. I bring you say, eat it. Say you like things, that is the way it is. So take it and eat. If I bring you chicken, we didn't kill it, we didn't do anything to you, bring the chicken. So this chicken is the way it is. Eat the chicken. And let's see if you can eat it. So don't say, that is the way I am. Stop saying, tell somebody, stop saying it. Stop saying it. Yeah. Stop saying it. Me, I always tell Keisha, I don't like plenty of explanations. If you are wrong, apologize. It, it, it makes every issue go. You are not going to explain and justify. Me, when you are there, I'm quiet. I will not say anything. Because you are not even accepting. And you see, one day Bishop Black told us a story. He said, there was some gathering. And two people, married couple, they have issues. And everybody saw that what the girl did was wrong. And they told her to apologize. Then he turned to the man. They said, I should say sorry, so I'm sorry. He said, they said, they said, I should say sorry. In Ghana, they said, me not care. Sorry. What, what they, they, they say. So he, she has not seen that she is wrong. Somebody else is wrong. Amen. So, offenses can change you. Tell somebody, it can change you. It can change you. Is that offense is a great weapon of Satan against the church and you. Every person must set himself readiness to be hurt one day. So one day you'll be offended. One day. Once you are offended, a great plan to destroy your life and your destiny. It's a plan. It's a plan. Do not take the subject of offense lightly. Offense will remove you from the race where nothing works against you. 
Do not think that you cannot be taken by any of the enemy's tricks. Indeed, Satan's once mature plan against you is to make you offended. Satan, everybody, you'll be offended. So be careful. In marriage, you'll be offended. Your heart can come. Yeah. And you will say things. Offense. Amen. Yeah. He said, however, there are two items which were not in the same offense Offense and fornication. So someone attacked Satan. Why he was selling those items? It's a story he gave. It's so long. So, Satan answered, "To those two gadgets were the best items. You know, he was selling things to people, and they asked, what are the two greatest attack to the Christians?'" He said, "Offense and fornication." He said, "Offense." Eh? He said, "Offense." But he said, "The greatest of them is offense." So be careful of offense. Tell somebody, be careful of offense. Tell the person in the church, in the church, in the church, you'll be offended. Oh, tell the person in, in the church, you'll be offended. Even sometimes you can be offended by the preaching. Mm-hmm. You'll be offended. And wh- why should I come to church? And small pastor, somebody told me, small, small pastor should talk to me. Anyhow, small, small pastor. Somebody, because I used to have some older people in the church. And they were older than me. And I told them, God doesn't operate by age. He operates by grace. So if my older than me, but I'm your pastor. You see, there are a lot of things that, you see, when Jesus was set in the among of children, in kids, he said, let the children come to me. Jesus, when he met children, he even listens to the children. He always set the children among. At a point in, in Matthew 18, or Luke 18, he said, Matthew 18 verse 1 and 2, he said that, look, if you want to be the greatest, be like this child. You see, a child has a way of behaving. A child does not take offenses. A child is not hurt. Sometimes you can beat the child, scold the child, and say, come, he will come. But if you become older, and they, they rebuke you, hey, I will not allow them to talk to me like that. Do you know who I am? Who are you? Do you know who I am? How can I come to church and they will be talking to me anyhow? And they, at, but at your work, your boss, he blasts you. And you are okay. That one, there's no problem. Because that one, you didn't clock in and clock out. So because that one there is okay, they can look at you and even sometimes they will resist against you. Resist though. They will tell you that, hey, you, 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 you. They will not say it, but they actually know that you, you are black and they are white. No, there's a lady, I started a new job. There's a lady, he's white. And I noticed that she's racist. I was telling Keisha, you know, when he had come, he said, please don't come close to me. So I'm waiting. I'm preparing. I said, what are you? What are you? I said, look at this black color. It's nicer than your skin. I will not say it, but in my head. You know, sometimes they will resist, but you still go there the next morning. You will not say, eh, I don't like the way you resist. I'm not going there again. You go. Yeah. Because in church, you trivialize the church. And you look at the church, and the church, let me tell you, there are a lot of things their job cannot do for you. Their job cannot heal your broken heart, too. When you have baby dedication, you take it to their joy. You say, dedicate my baby for me. They can't. The work has its place. But the place of the work is very small in your life. Check your life. You see, it's very small. The major things we want in our lives is not guaranteed by the, by the way we work. Yeah. I used to work at where myself and Mr. Gobe would work. The white lady, she would come and call the the white, hey, hi, how are you? Somebody, me, you're my supervisor. He'll call, hey, hi, how are you? And she will leave me. 
several times. She will see me in the corridor. She will not even, she will call the, the white girl and say, hi, Bridge, how you doing? And me, I'll pass. Me, they're my tree. So he will pass. I have, I have barely been spoken with him. So I forced to leave that department. Because, you see, I, I, you will be, that thing will turn you into something. So I'm just saying that, you see, there are places that when we go, they even treat us worse than even the church. How many times have you, who has insulted you even in church? And racist is more, more even painful than insult. For somebody to use your color to discriminate against you. But we still go. We are in this country. It happens always. But we don't say, we will not go to that job again. Then the way they racist again. The next morning you pick your bag and you go. Because money is involved. Money is involved. May God help us. Amen. I'm closing. So there are things, stages of offense. I'll read them. Next week we'll continue. There are stages of offense. When you read Matthew 18, verse number 7. Matthew chapter 18, verse number 7. He said, Woe unto the world because of offenses. For it must need be that offenses come. Sometimes there's a need of offenses. Eh? It must come. Because it tests you. It tests what's in your heart. Sometimes it's good that you and somebody, your relationships go through a friction. And you see. If you want to know how it lasts, trust is good. It put it through fire. And you see how glorious. Glorious it is. If you want to know your loved ones, wait till you are broke. You know them. Or wait till you are in a difficult situation. But Jesus told us, come to me, all ye that are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. But you see, in this world, when you have problems, people avoid you. When you have problems, people avoid you. They will give you alternatives. Because when you have money and a nice car, everybody will love you. Even your, I told you last Sunday, people who have not, they even call, hey, yeah, hello, hi, how are you? Their voice have changed towards me. So, I'm calling to check up on you. I said, you don't call me to check up on me. What has changed? Because you are in America. America will bring all their friends. Your enemies will be your friends. I told you, Rapture told me, I went to that. He said, the guy said, you know, oh, you don't remember me, but the Rapture, oh, we used to sing in the church, in the choir. You remember, you wear a white and black shirt. Do you remember that day, your shoe, I remember. He says that, I don't know you. He said, me, I know you. He said he knows it. Because he's in America. You know, when you give me a hundred dollars, it's like something money has hit his account. Then you said, you know, my friend, you know, my friend, he has sent me some money from America. And suddenly, they are, your enemies, they become your loved ones. So if you want to know people who love you, wait till something happens. Wait. Wait till when you are broke. Wait till when you are down. One thing I noticed about Ghanaians, eh? when you are in need, they will say, oh, you should have called me earlier. Hey, I always find that story very intriguing. They, they will say, oh no, it's last two days I used my money. Oh, why didn't you call me early? Why? Why? Ah, I should have told, I, I met you at a junction. Ah, you should have told me. I had the money with me. Ah, so I ask myself that, why is it that when I am coming alone, that time, the money has gone. Yeah, the money just flew into the sky. Yeah, that is when you, your true friends are. That's why you have to cherish people who stays with you when you have nothing. 
the man or the woman who stays with you, man. The woman who stays with you. The woman who stays with you. Remember. Remember. Don't forget. You know, man, when you make small money, new ideas come into your head. New ideas. Then I, the one who suffered with you is no more beautiful again. Yes. Yes. Now you say that every day your hair is like this, and your hair is like that. You have to do. Now you are looking for a new chick to roll with. Hey! A new chick. Somebody told me, you see, you have to have different, different fishes in the soup. If you eat one fish, you lose the taste of another fish. That's what somebody told me. Yeah. Yeah. They will say it. Because money has come. So I'm saying that, you see, to know who really loves you. Eh? In relationships, eh? wait when something happens. If the person values the relationship, he will beg you, say, I'm sorry, please. Let's not, let's not go further. But you see, when the person doesn't value the relationship, he will walk away. Always watch it. Yeah, watch it. They will not do it. You see, when somebody loves you, eh, he will not allow you to go. He will do everything humanly possible to keep the relationship. But when somebody does not want what you want, he can just walk away because he has gotten what he wanted. Yeah. So, you see, situation sometimes is even good for it to happen. It reveals a lot of things that you think that it is like this. Yes. It reveals it. It reveals it. Yeah. Sometimes the girl blasts her, intentionally blasts the girl. Let's see how, how her reactions will be. Yeah. If, if, if he loves you, he'll say, babe, why are you doing that? Why are you doing this to me? Don't, don't do it. But he, he said, eh, you, why do you have to talk to me like that? Do you know who I am? Who you crap is, 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 I just look at you and I just check. I'm just weighing, weighing you. You are not my type. What type are you? <laughs> Amen. We are closing. So I'm giving you the stages of offenses. So when you read Matthew 24 verse 10, he said, And then shall many be offended. And shall betray one another. So when offenses can betray is eminent. So stages of offenses. When people are offended, watch out. They withdraw. People always withdraw when they are offended. When they are offended at somebody. You see that when they come to church, now they want to sit at the back. Oh, you don't want problems. But first, they didn't used to sit at the back. The next one, when people are offended, they resent. Resentment, hatred. They will hate you. They will eat with you now. They were eating with you then, but they will not eat with you again. Resentment. So be careful. When people are offended, they generate mistrust. They don't trust you anymore. It's like they will say all kinds of things about you. When people are offended, they be malice and ill will. They have evil mind. Now they will start concocting evil things. When people are stubborn, when people are offended, they become stubborn. When you advise them, they will not listen. You say, this is what I will do. When people are offended, betrayer and treachery like they will betray you they will say that you you have done a you have done b when people are offended they will demonize you no know, demonize they will call you they can even call you names you, you are a demon you you are this you are that may god help us i said may god help us yeah. is it the only person who can help us is god without god you can't come out of offenses because you look at the human imperfections and it will spoil your heart but let me tell you learn to forgive you see, when you forgive easily, people are afraid of you. That's one thing I've known. When you, oh, leave it, oh, please, it's okay, let's forget about it. He will say, are you sure? Are you sure? 
Please, are you sure? Is it okay? Because he's wondering if you are forgiving the person. So may God help us. Lift up your hands and begin to pray. Ask the Lord. Ask the Lord. Say, God, heal my heart. Whatever experiences, whatever thing that I have done, oh God, heal my heart. Heal my heart. Touch my heart. In my marriage, touch my heart. In my relationship, touch my heart. In every aspect of my life, touch my heart. May my heart, oh God, may my heart, oh God, in my heart, oh God, in my heart, oh God, in my heart, oh God, touch my heart. Offenses, oh God, 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 offenses, oh God. Heal me against offenses, offenses in church, offenses in my relationship, offenses in the church. Offenses in my marriage, offenses in my my family. Heal me, heal me, heal me, oh God. Heal me with 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 the grace to overcome. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Give a mighty clap offering unto the Lord. Let's take our second offering. Let's take our.